Hello, and welcome to The Low Season, a tour guide about podcasts making a pandemic. My name is Wouter Bernhardt, and for the past five years, I've been a tour guide in Berlin. A couple of years ago, I became a member of the Berlin Guides Association, the BBS. And this year, in January, I joined a committee with a bunch of other guides called the Decent Work Committee. Really nothing exceptional, just four people talking about ways to improve our professional lives as tour guides in Berlin. One of those people is my guest for today, Joshua Williams. Of course, when we started meeting with the four of us, no one foresaw that two months later, everybody would be sitting at home, unemployed. And I think, at least I did, I felt that it was kind of a fanciful idea, like, oh, come on, zero work, please. Uh, and then and then it happened. <laughs> Josh and I spoke quite a bit about our work in the industry of tourism. We could prevent maybe some of the, the, the worst outcomes by already having better, who knows, health insurance or, or retirement funds or whatever kind of social net. And also about what will happen to us guides if there is no work. And I think that sooner or later, if we don't have any tourists, I will end up doing something else. I really enjoyed speaking to Josh and I hope you'll feel the same. Here is our conversation. So, um... Yeah, we're going to have some chats today, Josh, but uh, we already had some some conversations before this recorded chat. Um, maybe I can ask you, like, how are you? How are you feeling today? Today is pretty good. Um, I got up at 8.30, did a little German homework because I'm taking a German class. And then I just finished a little workout before you called. And uh, the weather's great, so I'm hoping to get outside, go to the park. Oh man, the weather's so good. It's been so good for the last couple of days. Yeah, it's amazing. So much better than last week when it was snowing. Oh. What was that all about? We haven't had snow in the <laughs> entire winter. <laughs> no single day of snow. And then all of a sudden, what was it, 31st of March? Yeah, it just snows, snow. pours, pours down. <laughs> pours down, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> and now it's all of a sudden 20, 23 degrees. Oh yeah. A couple of days later. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, it reminds me of Ohio a bit in the spring. So. Is it really that crazy? Up and down, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what have you? Uh, what have you been up to? Well, um, honestly, the first you know, it's been what three, almost four weeks now since we've kind of been off work, and the first three weeks of that, I was pretty much preoccupied with with being sick, uh, which wasn't very much fun. So. We don't really know what we had, but uh, it seems some kind of flu symptoms is all I can say. Um, and so that was kind of up and down, like some days are better, some days are worse. And of course, we all had the fear that we had this virus. So that's always in the back of my mind. I got tested. That was negative. So I just kind of waited it out. Oh, so in the end, you did get tested because I rem remember our chats that um, it was very difficult to get a test. Oh, yeah. Almost impossible. Um yeah, I ended up I, I ended up getting through to one of the hotlines here from the the, the district Friedrichshain, and uh, they l heard my symptoms and they said, "Yeah, you should probably get a test." So I did that, um, and they also took me into they took me into the ER. It was very complicated. They did an EKG and all kinds of stuff that I thought were quite unnecessary, and they, because I just basically went for this test and uh, everything checked out fine. And they said, "Yeah, you just have to wait it out. Whatever it is." So honestly, hey, this is um, the first week when I, I, I feel kind of normal. What I'd like to talk about a little bit is so, um, that's good. We ended up that. in a committee called the Decent Work Committee, trying to figure out if there's way that we can improve the working conditions of our member guides. 
the freelance guides. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just in the initial phase, like the beginning of the year, like January or something, February, I don't remember exactly. We were ha- had this meeting and we were just talking about ways that our work could be called precarious, what the good and what the bad things were in our work. And I remember there very, very briefly, coronavirus came up as this potential thing that could maybe threaten our livelihoods. Yeah, it, it wasn't me, but somebody yeah, said something like, well, what if this comes and we have no work at all? And I think, at least I did, I felt that it was kind of a fanciful idea, like, oh, come on, zero work, please. Uh, and then and then it happened. <laughs> and then it happened, yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a, bit, of, a bit of a weird circumstance. Um, so that was the, the first meeting we had. We just were coming up with all these ways, like, oh, well, if a terrorist attack happens, that could influence our work. The, you know, all the ways that our work could be called precarious. And then Corona happened, everybody lost their jobs. And then we still had this meeting afterwards, uh, another committee meeting about what we could do or something. And I remember that it's quite a weird meeting in some way or form. Could you maybe talk a little bit about that? So we had just been sort of laid off. And I think that a lot of us, I mean, we were all basically in panic mode, like what should we do? How do we apply for for help from the government? Um, there were rumors already that we would be given some money. We wanna make sure that our voices are heard. So. I think that the initial response and we kind of all agreed on was we need to deal with like the, these main problems. We need to get some aid. We need to be able to stabilize our situation so we can pay our rent. Um, and at the same time, there were some of us who um, I, I think felt like our maybe the committee's work was sort of useless um, or, or kind of needed to be put on hold because we had bigger fish to fry, so to speak. Um, and I think that, of course, that I think that's a very logical conclusion to to make you know we need to know how to apply for unemployment money and things like that um, at the same time i think there were some of us who said actually now our committee um is more important than ever because we're seeing you know it's laid bare basically what our precarity is we really see where there were gaps in our security and i think that some of us felt like we should actually move forward and maybe use this situation, this crisis, as a way to kind of put a mirror up to uh, the powers that be saying, hey, we need to have more security. You know, if we have crises like this that come, um, we could prevent maybe some of the, the, the worst outcomes by already having better, who knows, health insurance or, or retirement funds or whatever kind of social net um, or, or better contracts or something. So some of us were saying, I think that we could uh, move forward um, continue with our work um, and actually use the crisis as some leverage uh, for for basically reducing our precarity. Well, how do you feel about that sort of decent work committee or precarity chats now? Do you still feel it has value? Absolutely. I think that as long as we feel that we are in a precarious state, whether we're working or not, I think there's need for us to talk about how we can improve our conditions. Um, I think there, there's always there's always room for improvement, um, and especially now that we see that we're basically you know the the, the floor basically dissolved from underneath us, and 
we are, we're left in, in a pretty precarious situation. And thankfully, the Berlin government has, has given us some money to tide us over. Um, and uh, but I think that we we still need to talk about some of these these basic issues. Um, so and, and I think it also useful for us as a, as a, a tour guide organization to be able to come together and just sort of talk about our issues. It, it's, it's good for our mental health as well to say, hey, oh, yeah, I have this problem. Do you have this problem? How do you feel? And also to get some different perspectives. So even if we, we don't move to, into some kind of political force or, or we don't even write any letters to anybody, just the, the fact that we have um, some kind of, I don't know, understanding among ourselves that we are kind of in the same situation, that kind of helps, I think, um, to, to know that we're not alone. So I, I feel the committee has value for, for many reasons. Well, the reason why I'm also asking is because I get the impression talking to many of uh, our colleagues is that many of us, of course, they don't know what the future holds. But I also hear lots of voices saying that this might be a moment to sort of do that other thing that they always wanted to do, mm -hmm. um, that they have a chance to sort of rediscover themselves or maybe go back to that occupation that they had before and they tried tour guiding out, but maybe it's not ideal or not ideal in these times. And what I'm feeling a little bit is that we might lose a lot of our colleagues and with that also a lot of people willing to fight to improve our industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's, that's just a very logical conclusion. I think it will happen actually. Um, it, it, the longer that this crisis goes, goes on, the longer we have no work as tour guides, the more likely it is that we will not be tour guides anymore. I, I think that it's just too soon to, to 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 say, well, let's just dissolve the whole thing, or you know, or or, or let's not, or let's you know, take back our membership to our to a tour guides organization or something like that. I think it's just too soon, but um, it, it's a thought that's crossed my own mind. Um, Although I can't say that I have necessarily a profession to fall back on or, or, um, or anything like that. I, the, the thing for me personally is that I really, really like tour guiding. So it's, it's definitely something that I consider to be not just a, a job that I wanted to do temporarily. Once I, I started doing it, got into it, I really, really enjoy it. And I, I would like this to be, if not full-time, at least a part-time profession that I continue to do for years. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that this is something I, I would willingly give up. At the same time, I've also applied for jobs and looked for other things, you know, whatever it might be, being a receptionist or who knows, um, because I know that maybe I won't have this job or maybe we won't have work for the next year. Who knows? So I, I can't just rely on this anymore either. So I think that a lot of us are going to kind of step away from the profession either because, yeah, we want to go back to something that we, we really, really wanted to do or we're, we just have to step out of it out of necessity. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know where that leaves our committee. Our committee, then. I mean, if we're not being tour guides anymore, then it is going to be harder for people to come together to talk about these issues. That, that's that's actually what I'm I'm actually thinking about. Like, I remember there was this initial phase of like, damn it all, we are all fighting for ourselves a little bit. Everybody has to figure out for themselves what they're now going to do. And then there was this sort of, for me personally, this moment of like, oh, but this 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 group of people that comes together to talk about how we can improve our situations as guides in Berlin is incredibly useful, especially at this moment. But now I'm also again at a phase of like, how much solidarity and group community will there be after the initial phase of like panic is gone and people had their state benefits 
and one by one they're going to peel off in different directions and mm-hmm. um, figure life out for themselves. Yeah, it's quite possible. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't have. I don't want to be so incredibly gloomy. It's just like I, it's just this one direction I, I can see. Like I, I, I think I was quite optimistic about this. Maybe group solidarity thing. All of a sudden, because it's crisis, people maybe feel more inclined to bond together. But maybe that's only very short lived. Yeah, I mean, I, I am not demanding too much <laughs> from this committee that's only met what twice now. Um, <laughs> or, 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 or the tour guide organization itself that we belong to. Um, but uh, I, I think we, we'd already talked about the fact that there, we're, we're such a varied group. I mean, we don't have one one real base financial situation or, or background or, or education or anything. And so, you know, building solidarity was also sort of an issue. We not everybody believed that we were in a precarious situation. Um, and so, I think that the people who who really Maybe some of the people who didn't believe it will now believe it, but then maybe the opposite will be true. Or maybe they'll just say, I don't care anymore. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was definitely yeah. very, very pleased with, with our reaction in the first couple of days. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. I, like on, I gave my last tour on the 13th. I started to get sick on the 13th, so I was just kind of checked out. And then we, I started to get some emails from from the tour guide organization and from, from you guys especially. Um, and... You know, we should apply for this and do this and this and this. And then I realized that, you know, people are really kicking in um, and coming together and trying to figure out what the solutions are for, for the whole group. And I was really impressed by that. Um, and I was on the forced, I, I took part in the forced stand meeting, or I listened in on it. Um, and I was really impressed that, for one, you guys had read through all the German laws and, and paperwork and everything and, and come with, up with sort of a task list for the rest of the guides. Um, to do to get some help, um, and that was that was really amazing. And I was like, "Wow, this is this is this is really great work." Um, you know, none of which I did personally. I was just very very grateful um, for, for that kind of coming together. And so I think that the solidarity w- was great. And I think that maybe if, if that's if that's all we do, then then that was enough. You know, basically to make sure that we don't starve this month. <laughs> that was um, probably the most important thing for us to have done. I remember uh, you were also very much involved, uh, looking up and researching and writing things uh, and helping out wherever you could. Um, where Where is your head now? Like, like, of course, you're saying you're applying for some jobs if they come along. What, yeah, what are you occupied with? What, what, is, uh, what is going on? Yeah, I... I, I guess I'm in I'm in this this space of of, of no direction, um, which is very strange. Um, and I, I I've had a very 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 varied career, if we can even call it that, or or of life of jobs basically. The the, the one thing that's been steady in my life is teaching English, um, which is something that I don't really want to do anymore. But it's it's something I've done for over 15 years, so it's always something I can go back to, and that's in the back of my mind. You know, maybe I should just do that because people will take English classes, even online. Um, and so I am like every day, I've kind of promised myself every day that I will look and I will apply for a couple jobs, whatever they be. Um, whether it's teaching English or whether it's using foreign languages or, or, or whatever um, as a backup. So basically my whole life is like, well, let's create a system of backups, <laughs> you know, in case I don't ever 
go back to tour guiding. And I think that sooner or later, if we don't have any tourists, I will end up doing something else. Um, that's kind of where I am. I'm in kind of a defense mode at the moment, more than um, more than really a move forward mode uh, into something that I would rather do. When do you think um, you're going to have another tour again? When is your first tour again? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I, it could happen in the middle of the summer. I don't know. But I don't have any hope for it to happen before before July, really. Um, looking at the you know where our customers come from, I, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of people traveling from the UK. Um, or, or, or the, I mean, the borders aren't even open for tourists yet. Um, and the United States is, in, is is you know coming up to the height of this ridiculous crisis, just terrible crisis over there. So and that's that's a, a large part of our industry. I just don't see that going away before the middle of the summer. And even then, if it comes back, I can't imagine that. I mean, most people have canceled tours. I mean, I had tours for December canceled already. So I just can't imagine people after they come out of this crisis being like, oh, let's go to Europe. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. What are, you, what are you up to today? What's the rest of your day look like? Well, um, I've taken uh, I've taken George's advice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I really like this this little packet of information that we got um, like psychological help and things to do, things to listen to. That was just wonderfully useful. Um, so basically every day I listen to some music. I, I studied music, so I'm really into classical music. And that actually is something that I might kind of go back to. I don't know. I haven't really given that any serious thought because it's just been so long since I've done anything with music. Um, but I've definitely started to you know look up some operas and, and read about music and stuff like that, things that I haven't done for years kind of uh, increasing my my knowledge. So I always listen to a concert, usually in the evening, or watch an opera. Um, and I read a little bit every day. And since it's warm, I'm definitely going to go to the park. And I st- still need to apply for a couple of jobs. That's that's one of my goals every day. I find that already quite impressive, man, that you're like really on that. I, I, I know I've sp- spoken to many people and some people are only just coming out of this panic phase, you know, let alone settling into their own quarantine and being okay with themselves and reading and chilling and exercising. And uh, I, I find like the people who are actively looking for other work. Um, I mean, that's all I feel, figure that's feel that's already quite a step ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna um, say that every day is this good. Um, I mean, last it, it comes and goes like, you know, last week, I think it was Thursday or Friday, I had a very low day where it was just basically on the couch you know, thinking about what I might do and not doing much, you know. Um, but I'm always, I'm very active. Like the quarantine drives me crazy because I really like to be outside, which is what I like about being a tour guide is I can walk around and burn off some energy. Um, so even at home, I have to get to do something. <laughs> Done a lot of cleaning, I'll be honest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I even took out the glass in the oven and cleaned behind it. Oof. I heard this uh, this great tip is uh, clean your windows. That's uh, an amazing thing. Things will look so good outside. <laughs> That's the first thing I did. Actually, four days into quarantine, I cleaned the windows. I was like, that has to be done. And it does. It makes all the difference. So. Cleaning the windows. Yeah, it is a bit of a pesky job, though. Don't you find? Yeah. But it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I don't do it every day. So, you know, every six months or so, I can handle that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Josh, I want to thank you so much for uh, chatting with me. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thanks. You have none of it, obviously. Um, <laughs> I hope that maybe in the future we can talk again and yeah, chat a bit about what's going on. You know, where where are our heads at? Have we completely given up on tourism? Are we in different jobs? Uh, things can change so rapidly. Yeah, I thanks a lot for for listening to me for the interview, um, and I'd be happy to talk in the future too. All right, Josh. Um, great talking to you, and speak soon. Okay, take care. Bye bye. That was Josh Williams, everybody. Quite a free conversation. A whole bunch of random thoughts about the future of our industry. I don't know exactly where to put them all yet. I guess I do wonder how many of us will still be around when the pandemic is finally over and what the industry will look like uh, after this. And I'm not even sure that I will be able to be a part of it if I can stick it out long enough without picking something up along the way. I've got this feeling a little bit like I'm looking at this hill and I'm not entirely sure whether behind the hill the road will go down again and sort of make life a little bit easier or if behind the hill there's another hill and after that another hill. It's all quite uncertain and that makes it really difficult to take decisions to figure out where your life should go towards. Uh, But that's where my mind is at at the moment. Listeners of The Low Season, um, that was it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it's always great to hear if the topics that I'm presenting um, are the topics you want to hear or if there's people you want to hear in the future. If you do, send me a message at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. I'd be very happy to hear from you. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by Sergio Mabrias. Georgia Riungu said she would try and even out my patchy haircut today. I'm still waiting. We're back with another conversation tomorrow. What's going to happen is that uh, the tour guiding profession will go through the same revolution that the travel agents uh, and their sector went through about 20 years ago. For now, speak soon, my friends. As long as we feel that we are in a precarious state, whether we're working or not, I think there's need for us to talk about how we can improve our conditions.